0: Hey ladies and gents and welcome to the Controlled Interest Gamecast where we talk about video games and everything happening in the industry. Episode 55, as always, I'm joined by Dom. Yahoo!
1: And Jordan. Heartbeat, heartbeat, heartbreak, heartbreak. Um, (laughs) If you don't know that song, it's okay, it's from Persona 4. Everyone in the entire world, whether or not they play a Persona game, whether they play video games should listen to the Persona 3 and 4 soundtracks. They're on YouTube. They're easy to find. Incredible music. Not just video game music. Incredible music. Check it out. Uh, on that note, um, so this week I actually played some games. Um,
0: I played a little bit of Snake Pass. Uh, I don't want to really give too many impressions on that. I want to save that for an actual topic, so I'm not really mm. going to talk about that. Um, I'm down. But uh, wh- what I wanted to talk about is, so I've been playing, I was playing through Dark Souls. I like completed Dark Souls or... Whatever, I've I've beat it before, obviously, uh, so that's no biggie. But then I started playing Dark Souls three again. Yeah, you did. That. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Dark Souls three. <laughs> um, I'm actually at the point now where Put I'm just down, going though. through. I'm just going through just getting achievements. Like I have, <laughs> I'm a little crazy when it comes to this stuff. Like I have like a Evernote, which is like a an app that you can make notes on and stuff. And I have like basically an Excel spreadsheet of like the pyromancies I need to get and the and the sorceries and all of that no. stuff. Not I think crazy. you would I like Persona, same.
1: man.
2: <laughs> Jared, I did the same thing when I was getting the Bloodborne Platinum not long ago because
0: it was, it was some hard shit to track.
1: Yeah, Other Platinums require a notepad.
0: So I'm just having fun with that, just playing through Dark Souls 3. It's like the Dark Souls games are like comfort food. Uh, I don't know if Dom, you probably feel the same way. It's just like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, comfort food was nails. Like, yeah, yes, if you rusty. Enjoy nails for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Rusty nails, you like eating um, thumbtacks. So I've been playing through Dark Souls 3. Good time. Um, I also finished my Gundam build, uh, which is Hell really yeah. fun. Um, I wouldn't say it's a lot easier than I expected, but it's it's really fun. I, I tweeted about it. It was very cathartic. I just listened to podcasts while building it. Um, it's, Wait, you tweeted about it, man? And and the Controlled Interest official Twitter account didn't retweet it. Who the – what kind of <laughs> asshole runs no. this page? Right. Um Bitch. Yeah, it's – It's really fun, Uh, the figure, I bought, um, you know, there's tiers of the quality of of Gundam figures and I, if one is the highest quality, which is Master Grade, I got like, I think the grade I got was like three or four, which is RG. Um, And it's high quality, the parts are nice. Um, There's some refinement as far as tools that I want to get eventually. There's this matte spray that I talked about I think last week where you can spray it down and it gives it a, a different look to the Gundam model. Um, yeah, but it's fun. I think it's a hobby I'm going to pick up. It's cheaper than Legos for the most part, and I like Legos. So it's like it's like Legos, but way cheaper, which is cool. Um, so yeah, I and finished Legos that.
1: Legos are only so cool. Like, they just look like Legos, Gundams look fucking awesome. You know?
0: Yeah, I mean, Legos are great, but they're very, ex- like, for the ones that look cool and the ones that are worth building, they're super expensive, you know? And these are, it's just a fun time with Gundams, and it comes with, one thing that I didn't realize is it comes with alternate parts, so you make your build, mm. and then, so, on. I'll just go through this quickly, he has these shoulder pads, right? And it goes from white to yellow yeah. to blue to red. And when I was done building the Gundam, I was like, oh, I have all these spare parts, and I I cut them all out when I was looking through them. And there's actually, like, these gray shoulder pads that I can substitute in if I wanted them, or I can make his face blue instead of red. Like, there's these little variations that you can make to the model yourself that isn't in the actual, like, uh, instruction, which is pretty cool. So you kind of get a feeling for it after uh, after you're done building the model, like, where that piece goes, right? Um, So that's cool. Um, I, yeah, basically, it's gonna be a new hobby of mine. Maybe not super often, but definitely something I pick up and do. Uh, the other game I've been playing is uh, Lego Worlds. Speaking of Lego, this was like a um, a sudden buy for me. There's the Xbox Spring Sale happening, and I, I was interested in this game because as I said, I used to like Minecraft. I got out of it, obviously, and Lego Worlds always look cool to me because I like games where you can create and craft, and I also like the discoverability of LEGO Worlds, and I love LEGO, and it's cheaper to buy a $20 game than, you know, an $80 LEGO set, and I can just build whatever I want. Um, the game's super fun. The world variety is great. All if I believe, from what they've said with this game, is any LEGO piece that's ever been crafted up to the point of release of LEGO Worlds is in the game, and it Jesus shows... Jesus
1: fucking Christ. Like,
0: you go to these worlds, and you find, you find all of these things, and the cool thing is, so for most... Uh, like building or like block based pieces you can discover them no matter what the interesting thing is when it comes to Animals and minifigs like characters for characters You have to complete their quest in order to scan them and get their model And you can use that in game to either when you're building your own world or for your own skin when you're going around discovering stuff and For animals they need a certain type of food for them So obviously if you run into like a gorilla you need to give him a banana and then you can scan him, right? But it's not always, with every animal it's not always, you just give them a food and you can scan them. Some of them you actually have to beat them in combat. So you have like, you actually have your own inventory where you keep your food and you keep your weapons. So, and that's the same thing with characters. Not every character has a quest line. Some of them are like evil characters and you have to beat them in combat and then you can scan them. So it's really cool. There's like big ocean areas with ocean animals and uh, there's underwater like uh, vehicles that you can maneuver with. Um, and it's just a really cool, deep game, and it's fun. It's definitely a soothing, like, podcast game, and I'm having a blast with it way more than I ever anticipated, uh... It's and the level the level of detail you can build in this game is insane. Like down to the smallest Lego piece you can think of, you can build that into the game, and you can make this world as super detailed as you want. And that's one thing you lose in Minecraft. Like there's a lot of creative um, variety there, but with Lego, like going down to the minute piece and coloring them a certain way and all this stuff, like you can craft the world you want, which is super cool.
1: Yeah, I think um, not even really talking about the game, but. Uh, you mentioned podcast game this is a term that's coming up a lot I hear and I think you know it fits I think there's a lot of great podcast games and maybe you're not maybe you're playing a podcast game but not necessarily watching a podcast that's what I did with Iron Fist and um, I enjoy those types of games not every game has to be you know super story involved and listening to every bit of dialogue and, and all that you know
0: yeah, it's funny because we grew up in a in, in a time now where we're kind of used to multitasking, because there's so many things to do. Whereas if you if you talk to if you were able to go back in time and I talk to somebody about like yeah, I'm playing a game first, you have to obviously describe what a game is while I'm watching a movie or listening to something. They're like, how are you doing all of that at once? You should just focus on one thing, and that it's hard for the, uh, for that to be like comprehensible, you know. So it's in a at time the, where it's like multitasking. It's insane.
1: At the same time, I don't think you would say you know. The 90s, when we were growing up, was all about multitasking as much, you know? No, it's and, of
0: recent, yeah.
1: But at the same time, I think if you told us as kids, like, hey, you can just add an extra monitor screen over here to the side of where you're playing your video games and just have, you know, Dragon Ball Z or whatever the fuck going, you'd be like, hell yeah, I'm down with that. That's not, like, mind-boggling or anything, you know? In fact, I'm sure we did that with our handhelds and stuff, you know, where we're sitting on the couch playing... I actually... I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. I would sit on the couch and play Pokemon, you know, and then be watching Pokemon, so this is not necessarily that new of a concept when we really dig down.
0: Um... Yeah, so basically, my week was Lego Worlds and Dark Souls Three, polar opposites, uh, which is really cool. And it actually, I think that helped with me enjoying both uh, enjoying both games again uh, so much. So that's everything I've been playing, and I built my Gundam. So that's everything I've been doing. So what I got, I've given up on
2: Salt and Sanctuary. I'm just. Oh no. It just it just still is crashing, and it's it's getting worse.
1: Oh um, no! You didn't give up on it for gameplay reasons.
2: No, no, absolutely no. It's a great game. Um, aside that's from so, that's the so fact sad that, to hear. Yeah, aside from the fact that you know, I can hardly play it, it's great. Um, but I'm giving up on it in an optimistic way. I checked uh, Scott Studios' uh, Twitter account, so they had actually outsourced this port to a studio called Sickhead, um, and they're working on the fixes. Um, so I figure I'll just put it down until I hear there's a patch, um, and then we'll see how it is at that point. But for now, I'm just... There's no reason for me to keep on frustrating the shit out of myself right now uh, when they're hopefully trying to fix it. But
1: yeah, so is it that you uh, really don't want to play it on PS4?
2: I don't want to start up a whole new thing of trophies, um, especially oh, when yeah. this is on the Vita. I wanted to make this something I play on the go, because um, you know there's your there's your home gaming time, and then which is way more valuable, and then there's your portable gaming time, which isn't quite as valuable. You know, it's because it's easier to sync time and at least for me um so that's the way i look at that but otherwise well the
1: the trophies as long as you're cross saving back and forth
2: that's what else no they should
1: they should load up unless you're having issues with that
2: i'm glad you brought that up so you brought that up last week and i looked into it and it's not a cross save is not a feature for this game um wow apparently they on ps4 there's a multiplayer feature which is not on the vita so for some reason they couldn't use cross saves because that's screwed with things so there's like
1: yeah it's one, yeah. I'm sure it's one of the very few percentage that right. sucks. Yeah, so Damn. it was
2: just – it's a dumb exception, but yeah. I'm so yeah, it would be totally t- uh,
1: separate. You wouldn't be able to ping the trophies. Right.
2: So I didn't want to start them all over again.
1: but Fuck.
2: Otherwise, uh, last weekend I put a ton of time into Horizon. Um, the completion tracker or whatever says I'm 41% done. I have no idea. It feels like I, I put so much time into it. And it, it's finally – um, like, I, I thought it was interesting and fun so far, but after, like, I must have played for six hours last weekend alone, like, in one sitting. And after that, it, like, finally, like, the combat just completely grabbed me because um, I finally figured out, like, the tear mechanic. Um, yeah. And that, like, oh, it feels so good to, when you tear a piece of metal off one of those machines. Yeah. It's just, like, there's something about it where now, instead of, like, doing quests and doing this and that, every single time I see a dinosaur of any kind, I want to go fight it. Like, I'm just going out of the way to go do the combat. So I, it made me think of when you're playing a Pokemon game, and a lot of the time, like, you're avoiding that tall grass where you can because you're like, I don't really want to get in a battle right now unless you're, like, intentionally going out to grind and level up. This was, like, the opposite where I'm like, I just want to fight machines all day long.
1: And there's um, still yeah. limits. You still have to use potions, and you're not a god, but you're – right. There's a flip – there's a switch that flips where you're – you go from being intimidated to yeah, that, uh, being that's the other able thing. to dominate the competition without uh, just overruling them completely.
2: Right, yeah, because before I, it was really difficult and I would I, – yeah, I did feel intimidated. But now I just like – it all like clicked and now uh, this is – it's good. It's just – it's very good. Um, we'll have some discussions you know, later on in the year as the exactly how good I think it is. But yeah. Otherwise I did put in some more time into Zelda. Also uh, pick that back up. That's also so damn good. It's just, it's a good time to be alive. That's all.
1: So. <laughs> have you, I'm sorry. Have you finished the story?
2: No. So I'm three dungeons in, um, I'm, I, I'm, I wanted to slow it down. So I'm just, you know, looking for shrines and, and doing it more in an, ex- an exploratory sense. I just figured out how to get that ancient armor. Um, Ooh. you know and apparently it you know it, <clears throat> it it's specific you know armor that helps you out against the guardians which i actually finally manned up grew a couple hairs on the gonads and went guardian hunting and killed a couple of them so i could get some <laughs> gears so
1: so yeah, you gotta get good. those guardian pieces down in those shrines
2: yeah and then when you actually kill a guardian you get tons of the ancient you know screws and gears and all that found that out so. And they also
1: have like for the test of strength and stuff. They have like the best weapons and stuff, which oh, yeah, yep, of course don't last very long because the bullshit, fucking uh, decrepit weapons in this game that just fall apart. I just unlike the number rentals from GameFly to the destruction. If there was a <laughs> number like like in Dark Souls, for example, you guys are men of of the Souls series. You can see when your weapons are degrading, right? Why can I not? See when my weapons are degrading. I'm getting legendary weapons that have plus-plus symbols on them from these guardians. And then I have them for like an hour in the game. Like, why? So I,
2: I just think I think bullshit. it's different, you know? I don't – because I love Dark Souls and that's just like the opposite. I think it's just different. I don't think one system is necessarily better than the other. It's just different and it's, you know, it's like an open world game versus a linear game. It's just two different mechanics. It just depends on what you're feeling at the time. Or your
1: own profit. I could see if I could see the number, if it wasn't a hidden number, I'd be a lot more positive on it, I think.
0: Also, it's weird to me that like that takes away any legitimacy from it being like a legendary weapon if it's just like any other weapon where it degrades. Obviously, it's more powerful and it has a little bit of like attribute bonuses. That's weird to me that it would still also yeah, they're degrade. They're like
1: that's weird. Well, that's basically all it is, is it's just way more powerful. And so you're like, oh, this is awesome. I'm actually able to fight this boss. But then, yeah, like t- 20 minutes later, it's gone, so.
2: I had the same it worries. Just, uh, I hate, I, I. <clears throat> well, because Personally, of trailers just and everything. I'm trying not
1: to compare this game. <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: All right, so if, leading up to the game on all the trailers, they put a huge emphasis on the Master Sword, right? So you get it. The Collector's Edition came with a giant Master Sword. So as I started out playing, I'm like, is the Master Sword going to be breakable or what the hell, you know? Um but I think I think they address it pretty well how they handle it. I won't say it, but it's a it's a compromise, but it
0: still makes you feel good about having it. It's weird. Um. So, outside of Zelda, what have you been playing, Jordan? Because I'm assuming you've played Zelda,
1: right? <laughs> so yeah, I uh, basically with Zelda, I'm at this point where, I mean, these sorts of things really frustrate me frustrate me, frustrate me with this game because. Um, what I was about to say when we were, um, having our internet moment there, um, is basically that I'm trying hard not to compare this game too much to Witcher, but it, they're just a lot alike. And so, um, you know, in the Witcher I'd work really hard to get these Witcher gear and these awesome swords and all this different stuff. And then I really feel like it was worth that time because I'm now using that gear, I'm now upgrading that gear with um, runes and such and, um, I'll have that gear forever, I can load up that save in several years, which, you know, I've done since, um, The Witcher came out two years ago at this point, and I'll still have all my equipment that I worked hard to get, and then in Zelda it's just the exact opposite, and I see where you're coming from, Dom, where it's just a different, um, you know, cup of tea, it's just different, it's a different style, but it's not a style that I uh, prefer, I guess Um, so, with Zelda um, some of those things have really started to uh, just push me back from um, sticking with this game I mean, obviously I'm going to finish it but I'm just taking a break at this point so, at this point, uh, I'm only logging in every day basically to touch my amiibo to the pad and See if I can get those damn Trousers of Twilight. Um, still hasn't happened. And then I'll have, you know, two complete sets, the Wind and Twilight sets. But uh, still hadn't happened, so um, that is pretty unfortunate. Keep getting, like, ice arrows and shit, which are extremely valuable, I'll admit. But it's not exactly what I want, so it's not permanent. Uh, there's that. What's that?
2: It's not permanent, so, you know, you get the ice no. arrows. It's, it's a needed resource, but when you get that piece of armor, it's like, okay, this I'm actually going to keep. It's not just five arrows. Yeah,
1: exactly. Which, yeah, you know, armor doesn't fall apart, which is, I guess, nice, even though I feel like it should be standard. But, um, and then I'm also kind of, you know, I'm, f- I'm still using the uh, Wind Waker figure, so I just keep getting these extra pieces of the wind waker gear so i can just sell those i guess um but yeah that's what's going on with zelda right now other than that um i'm kind of just dabbling in the other games i really honestly didn't play any persona at all um uh what i've been doing mostly is kind of jumping around on my 3ds with uh, different 3ds games and different ds games and um got really hooked into just straight up tetris on the DS and, um, just good old Tetris, man, you really can't beat it, it just cannot be beat, it's like Pac-Man, or Mrs. Pac-Man, and I think they deserve to be mentioned alongside each other, um, separately, I think, you just cannot beat those games, there's, there's other ones too, Galaga and shit like that, you just can't beat them, so, I'm really enjoying that, um, trying out, like, some bigger RPGs and stuff, like Fire Emblem and, and all that jazz, and nothing has quite hooked me yet. So. We'll see, um, what happens on the 3DS with me. Um, continuing to read Dune, loving Dune, um, almost finished with that book. And, uh, hopefully I'll have my complete impressions of that incredible masterpiece next week. Um, if that's not impression enough for you. And then, um also also, I wanted to mention I've been watching uh, thanks to friend of the show Ian Hink mentioning it I've been watching uh, Action Bronson watches Ancient Aliens and uh, really difficult to find actually online but I was able to and this, is, this show is just fucking hilarious man it's a great um, you were talking about podcast games Jared this is like a great show to put on in the background while I'm messing around with my DS or whatever um, so yeah I'll have more Switch impressions later with my topic, so I'll save that for later on, but uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing.
0: So the first bit of news here, we had the announcement and then um, the showing of a Nintendo Direct this week, it happened on April 12th, the day before recording this. Um, a lot of people went into this Direct anticipating that we were going to get a, uh, the Splatoon 2 and ARMS release states. And I think if that's all you were expecting, you were met evenly as far as expectations and what the uh, Direct was. Uh, so basically, ARMS is coming out June 16th. Uh, Splatoon is coming out July 21st. So we got release states for both of those, those big games for Switch. There was also a couple of smaller games announced and a lot of like ports and stuff from Ubisoft and stuff like that that aren't really crazy to talk about. I think the Evening. biggest... Th- it payday 2 as well um i think the biggest thing here that the the reason i was so happy with this direct uh is that they basically talked about all the filler stuff like i really hope that this direct and them showing all of this stuff that really a lot of it wasn't really important outside of like the new amiibo announcements with cloud and bayonetta and the three new link ones um that they can focus more uh on the bigger stuff at E3, right? I think this was getting rid of like, hey, we need to announce all this 3DS stuff so people know this stuff is coming, and here's all of this stuff, and push it out and push it out and talk about it. So we yeah, at E3 could be a little bit more focused. Um, and for me, going into th- into this direct, and we could talk about this real quick round roundtable. Uh, my expectations were we're going to get Splatoon 2 released, there, we're going to get Arms. There's probably not going to be anything else crazy, and that's exactly what it was. So I was with the direct didn't disappoint me at all or anything because i didn't really expect anything but seeing all of these smaller announcements i was like okay this is cool get all this stuff out of the way right before e3 so that's how i kind of responded to this um this, uh, this yeah. direct yeah i'm exactly on
2: the same page as you because they announced like oh you know direct uh direct about splatoon and arms and i was like okay i know exactly you know we all knew they're gonna announce the dates probably a couple other things the Link Amiibos were a nice surprise for me. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like I'm going to get them because each of them is exclusive to a different store, apparently. Um, Fuck that's, that. That's I rumor. hate
1: exclusive Amiibo!
2: It's goddamn infuriating, but it's what it is. But yeah, I'm with you, Jared. It was it was just, yeah, getting some stuff out of the way, and hopefully they have some bigger uh, announcements for E3. So, So, the
1: reason that you guys like this direct, I actually kind of i wouldn't say despise but i was very upset with this direct i think this was their opportunity like you said jared for them to get the filler out of the way um and i think what happened was their filler just didn't impress me really whatsoever um to me the highlight was actually the amiibo which now that you mentioned them being exclusive kind of takes some of the air out of that but
2: i that's not like confirmed that's just what i've heard some people say just oh okay. okay i
1: Cool, good to good to note that, but uh, I actually really like those Link Amiibo, like you mentioned. Uh, They're cool. Dom. Those were um, awesome. But, that Majora's sorry, Mask
0: one. Really quick to interject, I think the ones that are exclusive to stores are the alternates of Cloud, uh, Bayonetta, and I forgot what the third one was. The alternates to those, because you know you watched the rec, uh, right, Dom? Yeah,
1: that's that was like a separate group.
0: Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is that yes. those three, the, the alternates of those, are the ones that they specifically stated are going to be available at select retailers. They didn't Perfect. say that during the link. yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. okay. Okay, cool, cool, That's cool. That's good. Awesome. Well, uh, so yeah, so the, I would say the the is the Link Amiibo specifically, because um, I think what I'm going to do now is I don't want to get the, the Amiibo collection with all the characters, but what I would like to do is get as many of the Zelda characters as I can. Yep. That's where I'm at. Because, um, for one, they're actually pretty valuable for Breath of the Wild and Twilight Princess HD on the Wii U. Um, but uh, mostly, I just like them the best, and they're the coolest-looking characters to me. So I'm thinking about actually doing <clears throat> that, and that uh, works out for that. So... As far as... Oh, go ahead. No, continue. I was just going to say, as far as the filler goes, I think it was just that the their filler didn't impress me, and I was really hoping... You know we've got our April laid out on Switch. I've talked about how um, this filler stuff that they have right now is is kind of just barely getting me by. But I'm I'm downloading Mr. Shifty and you know there's Puyo Puyo, Puyo Puyo Tetris, and then uh, Mario Kart coming up. So um, that should take care of April. What I'm worried about is May, June, July, and it just doesn't seem like they had. Um, anything to really interest me personally, and so yeah, I knew that it was going to be ARMS and uh, Splatoon mostly and as far as that stuff I totally got what I was expecting the ARMS release date and the Splatoon uh, delve into gameplay Uh, but yeah, I just wished that you know, the filler had been stuff that I was more interested in because like um, especially like Payday, I'm just I, I feel like that game just keeps getting released over and over and over again so It's I know that it has a great big audience and people love that but that's not a game to me that seems like it's going to get people excited for your console but this, or that's people to own your console for, no i get that but i just feel like you could have had filler that people actually want like there's, there's I, I just probably saving that for 3 no i feel like well i feel like that's a later filler that's like later into the fall because what, that's what I'm saying. Is May, June, July looks bare to me as far as games that I actually want to play and that I think a lot of gamers will actually want to play, like compared to, you know, PlayStation or Xbox. And so what they're going to be announcing to at E3, to me, feels like is going to be for, you know, stuff later in the fall. So I just don't. I feel like this was them uh, saying, hey, here's what we've got until pretty much August. You yeah. know, we might give you some stuff later on for that, but... Uh,
0: well, I mean, June and July do have a this game. Is what,
1: they both have a tentacle release,
0: so it's like but, they don't need but filler But when there. we're talking
1: about filler, the filler is just not there for me, and so um, until we get to August, yeah, I just feel like we're pretty bare bones in between uh, after April and then leading up to August.
2: So did you guys see what else they announced just today? What was that? They are canceling production of the NES Classic. So that hey,
1: which I, I just s- now saw in my local GameStop, which is crazy.
0: I don't think that's. I'm not surprised. It's uh, people are freaking out over it. This is either to make it so they come back with an improved version in the fall, or there's an SNES version or something. i really doesn't concern me. The fact that the cord was so short too. Uh, maybe they're just conti- yeah, they, discontinuing that model up. just because it wasn't really well made. Um, and then um,
1: speaking. Of that, though, with like the kind of hardware stuff, that was another big disappointment of this direct. The dock being standalone $60, I just cannot see that being worth it at all. And the fact that it doesn't come with an AC adapter, you have to pay another $30 for that separately, making the total purchase for like a second setup in another room essentially $90. That's it's just bullshit model. to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's just like... I'm not saying it's good. Apple, but. No, but Apple, that's a whole different story because you're talking about, like, Apple TV and stuff. This is, like, an No accessories.
0: Console. You have to buy... You have to, They don't have, like, the new iPhone doesn't have a headphone port. Like, you have to buy their specific headphones or have Bluetooth. No, I know,
1: and they have the adapter and that shit, too. I'm just saying, like, for as far as game consoles go and, and shit like that, like, it's just obnoxious as hell. I think $90 is absolutely astronomical and I think this goes in line with really all the other accessories for Nintendo Switch um they're just overpriced and to me they're just not worth the prices that they're selling and unfortunately I'm going to have to get them but I'm not going to get you know different colors and shit and I'm I'm just kind of going to get the bare bones stuff as far as controllers and stuff because uh Nintendo official accessories because they're just way overpriced in my opinion and this is another example and then you have like these uh joy con attachments, the battery attachments which everybody's like the joy cons are not the issue with the battery right those always have battery and then um the yellow joy cons I'm like I, I these colors are just not hitting with me and i'm I'm wanting to buy. Um, you know, like a green or a purple or something like that, but it's just, like, that the yellow is just so ugly to me, and I think the, the blue is is a little bit, uh, a little too poppy for me to be on my console, so I'm just waiting for better colors. And so, yeah, they're just kind of fumbling these accessories
0: Yeah, uh, we're running a little long, so let's get into these other two new stories real quick. Uh, the second new story, Dark Souls publisher teases new game with tagline, Prepare to Dine. This is by Chloe Radover over IGN. Bandai Namco has released a teaser for a new project it's developing, which will be revealed on April 20th, a week from the day we're recording this. The unannounced game's tagline, Prepare to Dine, is an obvious nod to Prepare to Die, made famous by From Software's Dark Souls, also published by Bandai Namco. The tagline isn't, only, isn't the only nod to From Software's legacy. The animated teaser's gothic style shares some similarities with Bloodborne, however, it leaves us with very little details regarding gameplay or story. The animation comes with the following statement from Bandai Nemco's website. Enjoy this original animation inspired by a new title and development. So, this isn't what the new game's going to look like. Uh, due to be announced on April 20th, 2017. Um, and she actually, Chloe Red, made i a, a, uh, I'm trying to find it here. She made a clarification in the comments. Um, I don't think I can find it. Basically saying, like, this isn't necessarily a From Software game. We don't know that, right? Um, yeah, the, the teaser looks interesting, it gave me a lot of like uh, gorillas, and um, the the monster at the end reminded me of the the side guy in Death Note. Um, you know who I'm talking about? The guy that's like the demon or whatever he is? Sorry for all you anime fans, I'm not super familiar. I've seen like the first couple episodes of Death Note. That guy kind of looks like him. But uh, it looks like he has a female protagonist. Um, It looks interesting, this seems like a cool tease. Um, uh, I'm, I, we, we don't know what it is, Um, but you, them using Prepare to Dine, uh, some people are speculating God Eater, um, but Jordan, uh, you made a point before the show, like, if they're going to use that tagline, it has to be something, I think, a little bit more tangible to people in the West, right? And uh, so, yeah, uh, what do you guys, just really quick, uh, don't have to go about it too long, what do you guys think this is going to be for me? I think it's going to be a, a more indie-ish kind of game inspired by... Uh, blood, uh, Bloodborne and Dark Souls. <clears throat> that, that was the vibe I got too, Jared, was
2: there. this might be, you know, a, I was thinking like 2D because um, they kind of show a slight hint of like 2D you know, it's animated so it's not necessarily gameplay but I could see where that could be what it looks like but it, who knows, it could be something completely different than uh, the slight glimpse we just got but I'm with you.
1: So if I had to speculate I would say it would probably be something Souls because they are using that tagline. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, the recent Bayonetta countdown was just for the PC release? Is that yeah. right? Yeah, it was for the PC release, uh, the PC so, port, yeah. So, I mean, I guess for Bayonetta fans, that's pretty big, but once again, that's not, you know, it's not a new Bayonetta game or anything. And we talked about how these countdowns, they just never uh, seem to amount to much. And this is... Um, not necessarily a countdown, because there's not like a ticking clock somewhere, but they are like saying, get ready for this date, and here's this little tease for it. And so I'm just, once again, kind of kind of whatever on it, even though I'm a huge Bloodborne fan. I, I, I definitely don't think this is a uh, Bloodborne 2 tease, but I would love that if I'm wrong.
0: Yeah, another uh, thing to interject with real quick is maybe this is God Eater and this is their way of introducing God Eater to the Western audience of maybe it's a reboot of the series, right? And if you tie it so closely to Dark Souls, that gives people more of an in in their mind, you know? Um, so I think they just route. did
1: that, though. I, I actually actually just got a couple of God Eater games recently I was looking into that, and it seems like they kind of just did what uh, you're explaining uh, within the last, I would say like two or three years.
0: Okay. Uh, so the last story here. Uh, this is, I think, the biggest news story of the week. Uh, this comes by way of uh, Waypoint. It looks like refunds are coming to Xbox One. The ability to yes. get your money back on a digital purchase has been a long thing coming. Steam and Origin may have led the way uh, with allowing customers to refund digital game purchases, but Microsoft looks to be following in their footsteps. Users on the Xbox subreddit report Microsoft's announced this policy as part of their Xbox Live preview program, presumably to be rolled out wider uh, wider later. Any game may be refunded in the first 14 days with less than two hours played. Um, the other thing I want to add here, we can talk about the refund thing real quick, but the other thing I want to add here is uh, Phil Spencer on a blog post on um, the Xbox Wire uh, basically came out and officially said we're not going to have, well, he didn't say we're not going to have an event before E3, but he said Project Scorpio is going to be revealed at E3. So don't look for any any event before then. Uh, but yeah, this refund thing is cool. I think this is um, a quote-unquote like leaked for E3. I think they're going to talk about this at E3, you know, being able to refund your games and then obviously Xbox Game Pass. I think this is cool. Um, I think this obviously kind of warrants its own discussion once this is fully talked about by Microsoft and we can have it can be its own topic about refunds. But I think this is a really cool announcement. It kind of sucks for them. A little bit of wind out of their sails that this was kind of found out before E3, but I still think to the general audience who doesn't follow daily video game news, I think this will be huge at E3 for them. So... Really cool. Um, I think that's it for news. Uh, we were running a little long, so I do not want to get too much into that last story. Going into the topics here, as always, at the beginning of every month, I didn't do it last week, but I'm doing it this week. We're going to talk about the releases real quick for the month of April. I'm not going to go over every single release for the month of April. I'm going to go across the most important ones, or at least the ones I felt were the most important ones to pick out. I'm going to go across all of the new games. Um, and if there's something that's not really new, I'll explain why I put it in that category. And then at the end, we'll talk about the remasters and Definitive Editions and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm going to go in order of the release. Uh, obviously, April 4th, we had the big release of Persona 5. Uh, people are loving that game. Unfortunately, it came out with Atlas basically shutting down a lot of streaming options for the game, which is really terrible. It's like, hey, we want this franchise to be you know, a big thing in the Western audience's eyes for once. A Way to clip the wings, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Persona 5 looks like a great game. Obviously, you said you haven't touched too much. You'll probably be diving deeper into it in the next couple of weeks. Um, That's one of those
1: games that requires a lot of attention, yeah.
0: A lot of time, yep. Um, and next game up, Ukulele, which has come out to midish sevens. Uh, people, it's not the crazy return to 3D platforming that people expected, but it seems like a good time. I'm still gonna uh, gonna be purchasing and playing it because it looks like a really good time, and I like how they came and revived. Um, you know, everyone loved Banjo Kazooie, so they kind of did that. Um, and also on. Yeah, honestly, I think that the the old-school 3D platform games were good, but I think they're hyped up more than they ever... Like, I think they aren't as good as people remember them being,
1: you know? Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely.
0: So I think yooka came out to what those games would have came out to in this day and age, so I think it's perfectly fine. Uh, the next big release, Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale Series Episode 1, comes out April 18th. Super stoked for this.
1: Yep.
0: As long as it doesn't get in the way of Walking Dead. So, <laughs> what platforms is uh, this well. on? Uh, PC, PS4, oh. Xbox One, Mobile. Yep. Er, Um, Next up, uh, so this game was originally slated for February, and then it kind of went quiet. We didn't hear about it. Deformers comes out April 21st. uh, Comes out on multi-platforms. This is from Ready at Dawn, the guys who developed uh, The Order 1886. This is their game that they did with Game Trust, which is GameStop's publishing company. It's a weird multiplayer physics-y kind of game, Battle Arena. Looks really interesting. Looks fun. Um, That's a game that, depending on the price point, I think they've already stated it's like 30 bucks. That's a game that I probably will pick up on a sale, like a flash sale or something, not something full retail. Looks fun though. Uh, next up, Outlast 2, April 25th. I think this game is going to sell a lot better than people anticipate. I think Outlast was a very huge Twitch game. I think people found out about the game through Twitch and streaming and YouTube and all of that stuff. Uh, also, I think that the success of Resident Evil 7 kind of lends its hand to this, to people that weren't actually invested in Outlast but want some more of that horror goodness. Also, all of the controversy surrounding Outlast Two in Australia, I think it gave it some more good press. Or you know, pre- I really pre- hope.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm watching out for this game. I'm hoping it's good.
0: Yeah, I do too. The de- I saw people play the demo that came out uh, late last year, and it looked really interesting. Um, the original Outlast was more about mental health, and obviously you were in like an asylum and stuff like that. The second game seems to take on the more, like, horror religious aspects of stuff. It's like these weird cornfields with, like, these burning crosses and stuff. So, more of a... Still psychological, but a little bit different there. It looks really interesting. Uh, next up, What Remains of Edith Finch. This has been on the PAX Tour yeah. forever, it seems like. And it's, it's good that this game is finally coming out. This is a game that I'm super interested in myself. PC, PS4, Xbox One, April 25th. Glad this game's finally coming out. I f- this is one of those games like... Um, uh,
1: Below and Cuphead.
0: Not just Below and Cuphead, but the other one. uh, What's it called? I can't remember the name of it. Um, I lost my train of thought. Anyways, it's a game that we've seen for a while that it just needs to come out already, right? So I'm glad this finally has a release date. Uh, Next up, this isn't necessarily a new game, but the reason I put it in the new category is because we haven't seen it in the West uh, Jordan mentioned it. Puyo Puyo Tetris comes to PS4 and Switch April 25th and April 28th in Europe. This looks like a fun time. Uh, Jordan loves Tetris. I love Tetris. Tetris is awesome. Puyo
1: save the Switch.
0: Yeah, and Puyo Puyo is great, and the mashup of it seems like it's going to be a fun time. Uh, next up, Sniper Ghost Warrior 3, April 25th. I don't know if this game's going to do crazy well, but it does sell better than people think. Um, you know, uh, this this. This series, along with Sniper Elite, there are these weird, like niche shooter games that you think that don't do too well, but obviously yeah, they have like- a market. So you know. Um, and recently, uh, we talked about this uh, maybe two or three months ago. I found the reason it's called Sni- Sniper Ghost Warrior is because you can play the game as a sniper, as a ghost, or as a warrior. Three different places. How will
1: you play? Exactly. Sniper
0: Ghost Warrior. So those are all the new games. As far as the remasters and digital and deluxe editions and all of that stuff, we'll go through these. of the Rapper Remastered came out on April 4th on PS4. Great. Uh, that game is a lot shorter than I remember it as a kid, just because I sucked at that game as a kid. Um, but it's still a fun time. Love the characters. Love all that stuff. Um, the funny thing, the funny story about this that I heard from a Mr. Kyle Bossman is the reason in the remaster that they didn't um, up-res or uh, you know, remake the cutscenes is because all of the original assets from the cutscenes are gone, disappeared. Fuck. No one knows what happened to them, so in order for them to have the cutscenes, they would have had to go back and obviously make them from scratch, which would have been
1: way more money than they uh, wanted to put into the and remaster. That game's supposed to be in four K too. Yeah, so
0: the the cutscenes are still OG, but it's because they didn't have any of the original assets. Yeah, uh, apparently
2: it it was good enough to push back Kendrick Lamar's new album. So <laughs> uh, credit credit um, that joke Cass to said. credit that joke to I believe it was Blessing, our friend. Yeah, I Blessing.
1: No, it was or I. Oh, okay. okay. On Twitter. Um, fake or I.
0: So next up, this is I think the worst decision that Gearbox has made. Uh, they they announced at the game awards last year, they were like, hey, everybody loves Borderlands, right? Uh, we're a publisher now, and we're we're releasing Bulletstorm for next-gen consoles, um, which I thought was really weird. It's their first game they're publishing. So the Bulletstorm um, you know, remaster or whatever you want to call it is coming out with Duke Nukem in it. I have my own thoughts on that. I think it's a terrible decision for them to choose this as their their game that they're publishing. I don't think Bulletstorm definitely warrants a remaster, but if it sells, it sells, I guess. So if you're interested in that, definitely say,
1: check it out. I would say that this uh, poor business decision pales in comparison to Choosing to do Battleborn before Borderlands 3.
0: I think that's also, but these, they're both from Gearbox. They're both bad decisions. Right.
1: Like, And also, all, well, I think um, Duke Nukem going down the rabbit hole with that shit was a bad idea, as well as Aliens, Colonial Marines.
0: You should be worried about Gearbox, because if Borderlands 3 doesn't do well, I don't know. I think that's why they're trying to get more money from publishing, and if they're choosing games like Bulletstorm, it might not be a long road for them. Um, next up, the Voodoo Vince remaster comes out April 18th. This is really cool. Uh, this is the original Xbox game. I think it's a really cool um, thing to be remastered because it's kind of the same boat as Bulletstorm, where like, not a lot of people were. It had more of a niche audience. But I doubt that the remaster costed much, and this is more of like a like a nod to OG Xbox guys. Like we're here's here's a a remaster of an old favorite you guys like, right? And we always talk about how like Xbox doesn't have these IPs that people care about, but if you bring back these smaller remasters and you get people to care about these games, maybe you you're you're getting going on an old IP that people don't really consider an Xbox IP. So um, Voodoo Vince, look out for that. Excuse me, the other collection that's coming out. Uh, Disney Afternoon Collection. This was announced a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Really cool box art. Comes out April 18th. $20, which I think is a fantastic price point. You have DuckTales, DuckTales 2, uh, Rescue Rangers. Um, all these old, old, old school um, Disney games. It's weird that like Aladdin and and uh, and Lion King are included. Obviously, those aren't. These are for the afternoon TV shows or cartoons. So I think that there's going to be another collection in the future for Disney movies, which I think would be great. But I think the price point's cool. The ability that they added trophies and achievements is great. They added challenges and stuff like that. That's going to be awesome. And lastly, a port. Uh, Jordan talked about this earlier as well. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is coming to Switch. It's oh, going that's to, right. Yeah, it's going to have.
1: Um, you forgot about this—the one island in the yeah. sea, the open sea that is Switch.
0: Uh, it's going to have a couple of new maps. The Splatoon map uh, is one of those. It's also going to have a new, uh, the battle mode that everyone loves is coming back. Um, it's going to be featuring. Uh, I I don't know if this was available in the Wii U version, but they made a case to point this out in the Nintendo Direct that you can make private, like a private quote-unquote server kind of thing, where you can only invite your friends and have tournaments and stuff like that. So.
1: That's cool. Oh, so Nintendo's getting with the
0: times yeah, of 2008. Right. Exactly, exactly. Um, I this is awesome. This is definitely a game I'm picking up when I get my Switch too. You know, so I love Mario Kart, and uh, it's it's. I really hope that they do pad out like we've talked about this before. Pad out in those in between spaces with the ports. People are like, what? I do you think it'll justify a purchase if all they're doing is porting Wii U games? Yes, because the Wii U didn't sell very well. Right. You know. <laughs> Let these games have a second life. Let people play them, you know? I, no one that owns a, a Switch is going to complain that a game they didn't get to play on a, on a console they didn't want to buy is coming over for them to play, you know? Wii U had a lot of fantastic games, and it's a shame that most of those, from the looks of it, because we don't have any announcements for a lot of ports, are going to die on that console, and it's unfortunate. So hopefully we get announcements for more ports that was all the games for April. Pretty good month. I don't think it's as oh, yeah. jam-packed as the other months, but there are a lot of heavy hitters. Persona 5 is huge. That Guardians game, depending on how good it is, which Telltale, even their worst games are subpar at best. You know, most of their games are knockout. Uh, Outlast 2 can be huge again. That game lives and dies by its by its online presence with streaming and YouTube and stuff like that. Um, so that's gonna be huge. What remains of Edith Finch could be one of those games, like an Inside or a Witness, that's an indie game that comes out and it could be, from what everyone talks about, it could be in that game of the year candidacy, depending on how good it ends up being, right? We've heard about this game for so long, so we'll see if it if it scratches that itch, yeah. Um, and even like some games like Puyo Puyo Tetris and Mario Kart 8 coming to the Switch, um, you know, building the gap between that uh, Zelda and uh, uh, Super Mario Odyssey. So that's everything for April, uh, really cool stuff. Another thing happening in April is the Star Wars celebration, and we got a leak of something that we're going to be seeing uh, a couple of days after this. Uh, What is that, Dom? So we saw a leaked version, a shortened
2: version of the Battlefront 2 trailer. So we do have to preface this by saying today is April 13th, tomorrow, April 14th uh, is the Star Wars celebration or something or other, uh, where they've tweeted that they'll reveal a full trailer uh, for Battlefront 2, and then also, of course, a trailer for The Last Jedi, um... Which thankfully I don't have to work tomorrow, Good Friday, um, so I might be able to check those out as soon as I hit. But uh, I'm making—I
1: I want to say—I'm making a quick decision, and it's something I've wrestled with the entire year. I am not watching any trailers for The Last Jedi.
2: Shit, I should—I I want to agree. I want to do the same. I don't know if I have the strength. <laughs>
0: That's. Cool. I That's didn't blind. know,
1: but I used the force, and I've come to a decision.
2: So that. I might consider that. We'll have to chat more about it, but so the the footage of the trailer we did see, um, I think it was 30 seconds long, pretty short. Um, it hinted at uh, a female protagonist, so you could tell they were really pushing that this game is going to have a single player campaign. Um, they also point out that there's multiplayer, of course, but the one big thing it did tell us uh, straight up is it said um, gameplay across all eras. So. We'll see stuff from the prequels and they actually specifically showed darth maul which was smart of them I fighting think. yoda which is super right
1: cool. see that old republic shit dude
2: that's actually a good a good point i wonder if that means that that arrow would be included but either way i mean it
1: is it's part of the you know they're still making stuff for right. the bioware old Republic games. So.
2: i think we can guarantee at least you know the three movie areas eras will be in this and then we saw kylo ren And then, of course, uh, the pre-order bonus uh, being Heroes from The Last Jedi. So I'm super excited and I now want this day one. I think it's pretty obvious that this is basically going to be the last game. Like, you know, the same engine, the same everything, just with hopefully more modes. Uh, But as we just saw, certainly more characters, more maps probably, or at least, you know, maps from the different eras. So I don't think it's going to be a huge revolution from the last game. Uh, you know, gameplay-wise, but content-wise, I'm assuming it's going to be much better. So I'm pumped. Can't wait to see what else they show tomorrow.
0: The thing, too, is that this
2: game
1: think is going to release... Think how quick this is coming out.
0: Uh, Sorry, go ahead, Jordan. You can go first.
1: Oh, well, he was just saying I don't think it's going to be much different from the original. And just think how quick this is coming out. Exactly. From...
0: Yeah. Um, th- The thing that this is going to have for it, too, is it's going to release probably with PS4 Pro support and Project Scorpio support. So though it won't it it won't be that different it'll definitely probably look a lot better which is crazy because right. the first Battlefront for all of its shortcomings was a beautiful game I think um, super super well optimized yeah and the the thing that excites me is I just like seeing Darth Maul anytime he's in anything Star Wars related <laughs> yeah. you know because the prequels are so shitted on that I'm like but Darth Maul was cool which is like the the qualifier for a lot of things anyways so it's cool seeing Darth Maul. I'm interested to see... So we saw the female character, and it seems like the soldier's untold story, which is could be a played-out kind of narrative, but it depends on how they twist that, and the fact that it happens in the Star Wars universe makes it ten times more interesting than any other telling of that story, right? It's gonna be interesting to me if they do the Battlefield 1 thing, where it's these short little vignettes.
1: That's what it sounds like.
0: Yeah, and I'd be super into that, because yeah. I didn't complete the Battlefield 1 campaign, I think I played like three or four of the vignettes, but they're really well done. And I think making them sh- these shorter pieces that you can go through, maybe it's not the same character you play as in every one, allows the quality to be honed in, and it, it could be a really good time. Um, I- I'm really excited for this, I don't know if it's a day one purchase for me, the pre-order thing is really funny to me, because it's like, that's totally an EA pre-order thing of like, pre-order now, and you can play with the characters you don't even know are going to be in the movie, unless they just mean like Ray and Finn and stuff, like, you know, it's really, it's really odd to me. Um, But like Dom said, we're probably going to talk about, uh, you know, this is probably going to be a news story next week, or maybe even a topic where we talk about everything we found out from Star Wars Celebration because we know Battlefront 2, we're going to get the unveiling of that. But who knows? We might get a surprise trailer for the die Star Wars game or the respawn Star Wars game. You know, good point. We have no idea. So uh, next week we'll definitely talk more about it. There's not too much to say here. I think we covered all of the ground there. It's a 30 second teaser. It's short. Like we said. The, the biggest things are the pre-order bonus, them talking about showing off more stuff, it's going to have a single-player camp, single campaign, and that it's going to cover all of the eras of Star Wars. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Is there any closing thoughts on this? I think we're just all excited to see... Maybe, I know, Jordan, you're probably not going to watch the trailer, like you said, but... We're, or, that was for Lost Jedi. Sorry, not for Battlefront 2. Um,
1: I did watch this little thing, but... Um, I'll probably watch Battlefront trailers, just because... That, that's not something I'm worried about spoilers on.
0: Well, yeah, it's like the only thing you get spoiled on is a single-player campaign because everything in multiplayer, they're just taking stuff you already know
1: and pushing it into a game, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I just don't think the spoilers are going to be so bad for the single-player campaign that I'll here, oh, yeah. so it's like that game I'm good on, but uh, it's more for stuff I'm caring about that I've uh, dropped trailers on, so... Um, same thing. Uh, I really wanted to listen to Kendrick's single for his new album, but I'm just waiting. And now, uh, oh, Humble's really tomorrow, So it's like I didn't yeah. didn't have to wait that long at all. So uh, it'll be cool to experience that just as a full album at one time. Um, and I'm excited to see some of these new movies this year that I'll be seeing with fresh eyes. Um, and games, you know, there's only so much you can get away from. But um, games that I'm not worried about story spoilers as much. Yeah, will definitely be watching like Battlefront trailers.
0: I cannot wait for the Jar Jar Binks reveal. No, I'm just kidding. Um, ah. <laughs> so I think that's pretty much everything we have to say. Like we said, it was a short teaser. There was really not a whole lot to go over, but we wanted to touch on it because Star Wars is a huge part of pop culture, and the fact that you know it's flooding into the games now once again uh, is really cool. So, um, yeah, it's really awesome. Speaking of games, last week we wanted to touch on the Nintendo Switch. We didn't get a chance to... Jordan, you wanted to talk about your Nintendo uh, Nintendo Switch impressions. Obviously, Dom can talk about his, too. Um, yeah, go for it. How
1: about this? How
2: about I give you a twist, Jordan? I'll clock you for for uh, one minute, and you got to rattle off things you like. And then I'll clock you for another minute, and you rattle off things you don't like. And then we'll chat at the end. All right, you ready? Uh,
1: things you, you like. You may do that. Let's do this. Let's do this. Alright, things you like, go. So, I don't like the fact that I've tried downloading Mr. Shifty like four fucking times now and I've had to restart my system. I don't like the fact that my console's slowly warping and it seems like the general quality of the hardware in the dock, in the Switch handheld, in the Joy Cons, in the controllers, and the accessories is. Pretty fucking bunk, and that's really uncommon for Nintendo who is usually great about making solid hardware. Very fucking disappointed in that. Tired of hearing about scratch screens and bullshit like this. Um I'm really tired of the fact that this is obviously a console that came out like way too fucking early. The UI is too simple. There's things that I need in the console that aren't there, like data transfer. I have to, like, re-download. When I got my SD card, I had to re-download all this shit um, because, of course, I couldn't just transfer it over like I would on PS4 or Xbox. And then, yeah, they still haven't figured out their account situation, and the all eShop right. is bare as fuck.
2: Brr, brr, buzzer. EShop's
1: bare as fuck, yo. EShop, right. bare as fuck.
2: All right. No. So,
1: okay, positivity. Here we go.
2: All right, one minute for positives, and
1: go. It's easily the best hybrid console to ever exist up until this point. I'm sure it'll get outmatched soon, but, you know, kills the Nvidia Shield and shit like that. Um, It is a great Zelda machine. That's a positive thing. Um, I think they've done some creative things with the hardware, even though a lot of it is um, subpar as far as quality goes. Um, The fact that the Amiibo reader's in the analog stick, it's creative, you know, and I really like that about Nintendo. Um, So they're pushing gaming in the sense that I feel like, you know, being able to just rip this out of the dock and you're right there playing the game, there's no loading or anything, that's pushing me somewhere that I think, and I'm pushing gamers somewhere that we've wanted to be since we started playing Nintendo as a kid. So I really like that we're kind of going full circle there. And I'm glad that Nintendo is the one bridging that gap, Um, and so that's less specific than my negative parts. uh, All right, you made it. Yeah, I just feel like the hybrid part of it is its strongest sense. So, right. um, So, but just go ahead with your impressions, and we'll come back to me.
2: I I, I, let me say I'll agree with you on all the all the negatives. Um, I haven't had a lot of those issues personally, but um, I've heard of other people. He shops garbage. With the warping, well, the hardware issues specifically, I haven't had any problems like that, but, you know, people are having the disconnecting Joy-Con, some people are having the warping and the screen scratching, that stuff, um, while completely inexcusable, um, it makes sense to why, you know, a, a hybrid portable console that's tiny, um, that can, you know, is supposed to be able to play these huge games, like, it's just something that was going to be susceptible to that kind of stuff. Again, I not disagree. an excuse, right? Not an excuse, but... I wish they would have done better but i can see like you know they probably struggled um to get the hardware exactly like they have it and i'm sure you know they'll have new iterations uh you know slim models so to speak uh that improve on some of it uh the the software and the network and the system stuff you know the account stuff it's completely baffling how they they're they they may they managed to make it a little bit better but it's still nowhere near uh, all the all the system stuff we have on the other consoles, and that that's like completely inexcusable. It doesn't make any sense um, how they can't get some you know engineers to develop some software across their system. It doesn't make any sense. But but overall, at the end of the day, like you said, like this thing is great at the core function of what it does, um, which is you know you can play Zelda on your TV and then instantly pick it up. Uh, and I didn't even actually mean to snap there. I guess their marketing has actually ingrained it into my head. And
1: and you really can't do that anywhere else,
2: right? So that is like it's such a core unique feature to it that, and of course that they have this game that releases with it. Even though there's not much else besides that game, that's so good that it right right it, right. it kind of I don't want to say it makes it all the issues worth it because they still need to fix all that shit, but it, it makes it bearable, I guess. And you kind of you you give those things a pass in some cases. Um, obviously, if if your system's not working, you know, and it's bent and your controllers aren't working then that's no good but
1: yeah yeah the the warping specifically i want to touch on because um my biggest issue with the hardware where i was disagreeing with you earlier dom is just that i can tell that they had these hardware design issues and they said well we want to make a bigger profit on this so we're going to put cheap hardware in there that's we know is going to either warp We know these docs are going to scratch the screens. We know this bullshit's going to happen, where you're going to have dead pixels and shit like that. They knew this shit was going to happen, and they just shoved it on through. And I just don't see like at this day and age, obviously Microsoft did some shit like that with the uh, the Xbox Red Ring. But I right, I just do not think that where we are in today's gaming industry, with you know people being so vocal about their feedback and so connected to the 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 first parties, I just don't think you would see Sony or Microsoft shipping consoles out that are this half-assed hardware-wise.
0: It could be not, not necessarily, I'm not saying this isn't a reason why, but not necessarily that they would save money on the parts and they could make more of a profit. It could be that the parts they used would be quicker in manufacturing to be able to get these units made in time for the release because it seems like it was so rushed,
1: you know? Whatever it was, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm not
0: saying it's good, but that it may sure, be a different reason. but that's reason. a good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't have any Nintendo Switch impressions because I don't have one yet. I told you I've, I'm saving up money. I'm going to get one this fall. Well, what
1: are your impressions from, you know, hearing these saying as an outsider?
0: I am thankful I didn't buy it at release. Um and it's not because of the software. Like, I really want to play Zelda so bad. So bad. Um, which is great for them, right? That I'm sitting here wanting to buy a Switch. That's a problem they had with the Wii U.
1: Um, Jared, I'm going to echo your advice from last week. Just wait. Just oh, wait yeah. 100%. Gonna be, you're going you're gonna to enjoy it, and they are improving at that with the updates just like Mass Effect Andromeda. So it's going to be worth it to wait because they have plenty of issues to work out just with the software of the switch that you won't have to deal with
0: oh yeah 100 percent. these are all a lot of the issues you guys are having are launched console issues and your your problems and the reason you're complaining about them are justified it's not that you shouldn't have complaints because it's the release of a console you should still, as a consumer be upset with things that are going wrong with a product you spent so much money on but it kind of comes with the territory as well you know um it's just so
1: far into the to the the deep end and the extreme this time like i just feel like you know you see this with every console launch and usually that's why i wait about a year um but i feel like this is just so extreme where like it's just so bare bones a lot of this stuff and so you just see how like obviously with the game lineup and then they're just trickling all these things out that should have been there from day one. You can just see that they were fumbling this to get it out in time, probably for financial reasons. And so it's just kind of maddening that that this is one of, I would say, the most bare-bone console launches that we've seen in a long time. Probably since, uh, you know, uh, this side of the 21st century.
0: Also, sorry, go ahead, Dom.
2: Just to, I, I just had to jump back to... Uh... Like, yeah, Microsoft and Sony would, they, like, there was no chance that the Xbox One and the PS4 and the Pro were going to ship with, you know, this number of hardware issues. Like, that just isn't, that doesn't, that's not going to happen anymore. But frankly, like, their innovation hardware wise isn't there at all. Like, they're just shipping, it's just another box. All they have to do is make sure it stays cool and it turns on. I mean, they've done it over and over, right? Where this is actually, like, an entirely new thing. So it's, you know, it's got to move, it's got to be docked, and it's got to play games that are as, good as it can and up-to-par console-wise so it's just more it's going to be more susceptible to hardware issues like that I think that's inevitable they should have done a better job you know doing more testing to try to limit them yeah
1: it just needed more uh, it just needed a lot more R&D it seems like and that would have ironed out these things and these are these are R&D things that we're talking about like we're talking about you know some nitty-gritty stuff that like consumers really shouldn't have to deal with even at a launch Um, you know, this is obviously not as bad as like Samsung phones blowing up, but it's like kind of, it's the easiest part of that spectrum. You know, it's the, the, the lightest part of that grouping that you could have with these new device launches where you're just, you're just fumbling it. And it's clearly the stuff that should have been ironed out in iron R and D if you had had, you know, proper amounts of time.
0: Yeah. Um, I the thing is, I think Nintendo. Hopefully, they're paying attention to this. I think they obviously know if the. I really think this was a rushed console, and I think they they are gonna, um, fix these problems and reiterate on the actual build, you know, and make it better and stuff like that. And I think they really were just trying to push to get this out with Zelda because I think, the 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 profit loss on this, I think they they felt that as good as Zelda was, they knew what they had on their hands. They're like there are gonna be issues with the Switch. Is Zelda good enough to justify us rushing this console out and they obviously thought so and millions of gamers have thought so right so I think that I'm sitting here I hear all of these issues from you guys and you are you're mad that these issues are happening but you're still excited for the future switch I am upset that these issues are happening I'm still excited to buy a switch this fall. Dom the same. Like, I think they're in a good position to where all they need to do is show progress on fixing these issues, and they're good, you know? The situation could be a lot worse, but it still is bad that these things are happening, and hopefully they understand that we realize, you know, there's no mask over eyes. We realize that this was rushed. Like, something happened, obviously, with the new hardware and building something new, that there are these issues, and as long as they work towards fixing those, we'll be happy with that, so.
1: My biggest thing with these hardware issues is that I'm worried that... Um, you know, so I guess you have a year long warranty, uh, just from Nintendo, I'm sure, but just the the repercussions that maybe, you know, it starts warping and then a year and a half later it's it's just warped to the point where a Joy Con won't fit or the screen starts blinking or what the fuck ever. You know, um, the dock scratching the screen or whatever. I'm just worried that it'll get to down the road and then I'm just like, well, I'm past my warranty and it just screwed up my, my console to the point of, um, it not working, even though I've taken care of it like a baby, like I do all my electronic devices this whole year and a half, two years. And I'm just going to have to, you know, buy a new one, which if I just take care of my Xbox one, if I just take care of my PlayStation, if I just take care of my Vita or my 3ds, my portable things that I'm moving around all the time, my laptop, my tablet, my phone, they last and I don't have to worry about those things. So it's just when you have this like low quality hardware, I'm just worried about it breaking down over time, even. And I think you're this, you're close to me, at least Dom, I just know I'm super uh, intense about, you know, keeping my stuff really safe, my electronics safe. And I think you can say the same, right? So it's like, I'm just worried that even no matter hard, how hard we work at that. And you too, Jared, even if you're waiting until the fall, it's like, I'm just worried that we're going to have to just buy a new console at some point because they're just all going to break down. you know. So
2: I'm, I'm at the same spot with you. That's what I'm expecting. But I'm also expecting at two years, so March 2019, I'm expecting by then they'll have their slim model out, and I'm going to want it anyway. And the issues won't bother – not that this is a good answer because you shouldn't have to buy I it. Hope exactly. I hope it's a but... pro
1: model, not a slim. I hope they iterate. Yeah. You know, like, or a something. <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah, yeah, I know I'm going to want that new model
2: anyway. So part of me – yeah, again, that's not the right. I don't want. I hate to encourage their It's a behavior. bad
1: mentality. Yeah, it's bad.
0: <laughs> I. That's I, what it is. Um. Also, this isn't. It's a good point. This only. This isn't only a Nintendo thing when it comes to hardware, though. Like, I am super protective of my stuff that I buy. I take excellent care of it, and then sometimes stuff just happens. My Xbox One. I have like a disc read error in it and it's hard for it to read actual discs, which is fine. Cause I buy most of digital, but like the weird thing too, and I actually appreciate this, but it was weird to me to find out. I called the Xbox and I was talking about something with my account, right? I don't remember what exactly the lady had my account pulled up and she's like, are you, have you been having issues with your Xbox? And I'm like, no, not really. Why? And she's like, I'm reading here that your Xbox actually, it has a disc read error. It, it, it looks like it's, it's going to have trouble reading discs. Some shit you would not yeah. see from Nintendo. And I'm like, that's insane that they can see my system and see what exactly is going down and tell me about it. And be like, yeah, if you have your, you know, that's, it's crazy to me. It's really interesting, but. Did they offer to help? It was, I was already past the warranty, but it was interesting to know that they could see that issue without me telling them. You know what I mean? It was it's really like interesting.
2: It's like on a PC whenever you see like, oh, this error happened. Do you want to report this issue to so you know, whatever the application maker. So it's just doing that automatically apparently, which is nice.
0: Yeah. Um. I think that's it. I think that's our Nintendo Switch impressions. Obviously, I'll have mine whenever I get one. But that was the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I dear think-
1: God, I hope I can download Mr. Shifty. The uh, the signal loss, you know, being around other devices and the, the 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 signal dropouts because you're overloading the the frequencies or whatever you call them. There, it's a real issue. Sorry, I'm just throwing one more thing in there. But I I would like to play Mr. Shifty sometime. Speaking
0: of what we're going to be playing next week, Jordan hopefully playing Mr. Shifty. Uh I'm going to be playing some more Dark Souls 3 continuing with achievements. i am going to be playing some more Lego Worlds. I I'm not sure if I'm going to pick up ukulele quite yet. I think I'm going to I think the next gaming purchase I'm just going to wait till I Pray personally. I'm just going to wait to pick well, up Pray. Ukulele
2: will be on sale later this year guaranteed
0: Oh yeah, 100%, 100%, often. yeah. Um so yeah, I I I've, I'm either deciding to get Night in the Woods on Steam mm. or to wait for for Prey. I'm, i really want to play Night in the Woods
1: mm. though. I'm going to say Prey. I think Dom, are you interested in Prey?
2: Uh, yeah,
0: absolutely. No, I'm getting i definitely I'd getting like, Prey. I'm definitely getting Prey. I'm just deciding if I want to buy Night in the Woods to play until Prey. You know what okay, saying? cool. It's on cool, cool, either, cool. either or cuz either-or.
1: I'd like for us to be able to do, you know, some day one Prey impressions just cuz I think that'll be a really cool story game to be, you know, jumping along with with each other.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, pretty much just Dark Souls 3, Lego World, probably some other stuff thrown in there. I need to catch up with Walking Dead eventually, so I'm going to try to do that. Um, and that's pretty much it for me. Not too much of a busy week. Uh, what about you guys? What do you guys going to be diving into? I forgot to mention, it's all good, man.
1: Oh, yes. It's so hard for me. Like, even if I brought a list, you know, I can't. I don't want to take up 20 minutes at the beginning of the show. So it's like there's only so many things I can mention. And god damn, the Better Call Saul season 3 premiere was fucking fantastic. I love this show. It's so awesome that Breaking Bad, I think, is one of the best shows of all time. And now we have an incredible spin-off prequel that is, you know, just so good in its own right. Better Call Saul is a great show, full stop without breaking bad period you know it's it's awesome
2: no it's, it's it continues to be fantastic so i'm going to keep watching that uh monday nights so otherwise i'm going to keep playing horizon i think i'm getting close to the end of the story um but i do want to i do want to keep going through and, until i get the platinum so just because it's a, it's one of those nice games where you can just one playthrough you can just go yeah. and get it pretty, right? pretty worry easy about,
1: platinum as far as plats go right
2: you don't got to worry about the order you're doing things and missing trophies it's Right, that's nice. Um and then when when I'm on the go, I'm going to keep up with uh, Breath of the Wild. So.
1: So for me, I uh, picked up a couple de- games today. I got uh, Graceful Explosion Machine uh or I should say picked up a couple Switch games. Got Graceful Explosion Machine. Obviously, we've talked about Mr. Shifty that I'm trying to download. I've had several uh download errors. Um, and then I also got, uh, I've heard people talk about this game forever, and, you know, they're throwing these Neo Geo games on the Switch, so I picked up Metal Slug. I'll be playing that for the first time.
0: You've never played Metal Slug? There you go, oh, there my it is. God. There it. it is.
1: I might really? have played it in an arcade without knowing what I was playing as a kid, but that's the only way. Or, you know, at a friend's house without knowing what I was playing, but, um, yeah, Metal Slug on Switch, and then I'm hearing great things about... Uh, graceful explosion and shifty so can't wait to get those finally downloaded hopefully maybe um, then hopefully I'll be done with Dune by next week uh, and then yeah better call Saul's awesome got a shout out Americans which is just going real strong uh, the leftovers is gonna premiere the uh, Fargo season premieres this week um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine just came back, so we're starting to get into, uh, the thick of the spring TV schedule as it is, um, and then I'm sure there's, you know, Dom, like I was saying, I'm sure there's tons of awesome shit that I'm gonna do and experience that I just can't fucking think of, don't have time to talk about, but, you know, that just is what it is, dog.
0: <laughs> it's all good, man. Sounds like Exactly! Sounds like a heavy schedule for all of us. As always, this is a part where I ask you guys to please go and subscribe to us on YouTube. We're 81 subscribers. We're close to 100. Please be excited for E3. Once we hit 100, we get a custom URL, which is sweet. Uh, definitely follow us on Twitter at CTRLINT, so you can get all the updates on our videos and just video game industry stuff happening, the latest news and stuff like that. Uh, you can follow Dom at Dom's Oreos. You can follow Jordan at Melamotus and you can follow me uh, at Jared underscore, J-E-R-A-D underscore, everything else is spelled how it sounds. Mine's the only weird one because everyone spells Jared, I think, the same way, and I'm the only weirdo kid. Um.
1: Just conform.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just conform. Pretty soon
1: we'll have our YouTube URL, youtube.com slash (laughs) domsmells. Shots fired. Um, So also if you can,
0: uh, rate us on iTunes. It definitely helps. That's pretty much it. Uh, We'll catch you guys in episode 56. We're more than likely going to have a guest, um, so look out for that. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.